today. I'm excited to be talking about this and nervous to be talking about this, but you know, it's just God's word and we can go there and I feel like there's nothing scary about it. Um, I would encourage you though to seek out your own beliefs about this passage that Elisha and I are going to talk about today because we aren't teachers, we aren't pastors, we just are sharing what we've found by searching in the Bible about this topic of submission. So anyways, we're just going to jump right in here and we're going to go over some of the things we found that submission is, some of the things it is not. We're going to look at how culture shaped our perception of submission and what blessings can be found by submitting one to another. As always, we love when you guys leave us ratings or reviews. Elisha and I say this every single podcast, but they really do mean so much to us. So sorry if this is getting redundant, but we just really appreciate when you guys leave your words. They are so encouraging to us. Or if you click on those stars and leave us a rating, the five stars, the best one, then that would mean so much to us as well. Thank you. Hey, I'm Elisha Vopert. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in big families that were fun, impactful, and relationship-rich. Now that we're a family of our own with two young children and our third on the way, there's nothing that excites us more than seeing what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go! All right, Katie, you talked me into it finally. Finally. <laughs> I have been wanting, like, how many weeks has it been now since I first brought up talking about submission on our podcast? It's, I think it's been a couple months. Yeah, I think it has been. A while ago, I brought this up to Elisha, and I was doing a bunch of reading about it, and he's just like, no, no, we are not going there. <laughs> yeah. Which I can't really blame you. Sure. Obviously, Katie and I love God's word, and I always want to be excited to talk about God's word. But that said, that there are there are some issues that are certainly can be controversial just yeah. in nature. Well, especially, I think, in our culture, this is kind of going against the grain mm. in our culture. When you talk about submitting to anyone, mm. I think we're very, like, just as a culture, especially here in America, independence is super important, and not really like unity with other people or mm -hmm. submitting to yep. another person in any way. It's not a real popular conversation. Yes. I think you're so right. And Katie, you know, like you said, you've brought this up numerous times and I think a large reason that it's on your, your heart and on your mind more so than it is on mine is because you get, it's brought up to you oftentimes. Is that true? Yeah. So the first time I brought this up to Elisha, someone had asked on a Q and a, that I, you know, put out on an Instagram story. Does Katie have a say in how the children are raised? When does submission apply? Hmm. And since then and before then, I've gotten asked a lot. What do you think about submission? What do you think the Bible says submission? What does that mean today? And so I really wanted to talk about it because as a woman, I think this 
there's a verse directly in the Bible applying to me as a wife. Yep. Um, and there are verses in the Bible applying to just all of us as believers as well. Yeah. And I think that the reason I'm more excited to talk about it now than I have been is one, I realize we, we are not the authority here. And of course I've known that all along, but I think I was fearful of maybe leading people in a direction that wasn't one accurate with what God's heart was and what his desire was for people to get from his word. Uh, because clearly submission is talked about in the Bible. It's referenced numerous times to to everybody, to the church, to men, to women, to believers. Um, and then, you know, there's the you know, the verse that we're going to talk about that's direct directed especially towards wives, um, which is usually the controversial one. And that's the one we're talking about today, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we're going to be referencing the other ones as well. But I think that the reason I um, am excited about this is because I realized that life's such a journey of learning and this is something that Katie and I have been talking about and if anything just with Katie and I diving into the subject humbly knowing that we need the Lord's I guess wisdom in our life he's given us his word we want his understanding I think that the Holy Spirit can even empower us I think wants to empower us to understand God's intent even more than we would understand it in our initial finite understanding, Mm -hmm. um, then we can do that in other topics too. And I don't want to be afraid of diving into difficult subjects, especially with you, Katie, my, my spouse, my lovely spouse. And, um, this is one of those. It can be one of those. And I know that there's so many more that that, that are there to be dove into or dived into. I don't know how you'd say that. Dove into, (laughs) I have no idea, but I think, this is the cool thing. Submission doesn't scare me at all as a wife. And I don't think that it should. I think it does scare a lot of women. And here's the cool thing. God calls us as wives to submit very, very directly. And Elisha, do you actually have that verse? Sure. Yeah. Um, Ephesians 5. Yeah. Ephesians 5. I think it's like 20. Yeah. I'll I'll read it right here. So it's Ephesians 5, 23, I believe. No, no, no. Ephesians 5. Just a second. I think it is 23. Oh, you know what? I was I was looking at I have another verse ready. For, okay. Sorry. He's the verse guy tonight. So Ephesians five uh twenty three. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ no that's okay, what am I saying here? I found it. It's Ephesians five twenty two. <laughs> this is okay. embarrassing. I we should probably edit that, but I'm probably not going to. So <laughs> okay. we'll just keep going. It's totally fine. Okay. So Ephesians, this is kind of what this is the verse that I feel like most people are scared to talk about or it might become it might come across as offensive to people because of how direct it is. And it's uh Ephesians five twenty two and it says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Awesome. So I think it's cool that this is not a matter of if we should submit or if we shouldn't submit. And I think sometimes we approach this verse that way Hmm. and we go, well, what do you think about submission? Do you think I should submit to my husband? And it frankly doesn't matter what I think or what anyone else thinks about it. God calls us to, but this is the really cool thing about God's commands is he never calls us to do something that's without a blessing. So today, Elisha and I really want to look at what is the blessing of submitting? That's how we need to approach this verse. What is the purpose? What is the blessing? What does this look like practically? And we also need to, in this instance, I think, separate what God meant from what Satan has twisted. Hmm. Because when I say submission, Elisha, what are some of the words that might come to mind? 
Well, I think a common idea in people's mind is like being overpowered or being suppressed. Like I think that's yeah, a totally. visual people will have in their brain is they picture maybe I'm picturing like a huge like if there's a duel and there's two people fighting and the one one guy gets the upper hand and he knocks the guy down and he puts his foot on the guy's throat. Yeah. You know, and he's about to strike him and he just says, submit, you know, submit to me. And the guy says, submit. Well, that's not really what it means. Submission, that's not what it means. That's really overpowering. Well, one person's overpowering mm-hmm. or he's he's suppressing somebody else. But submitting is actually entirely up to the person submitting. Yeah. And I like how when we looked up a definition in the dictionary, it brought up as a synonym yield. Yes. And I think that's how I think of it. It's yielding to another person. It's choosing to yield. Um, it's not being suppressed. Yes. And if you guys hear those weird little noises in the back, Louie is joining us tonight yes. and he's just right under the microphone. Um, and what I think of is I had a conversation with a friend not too long ago about submitting to our husbands. And she said, so does God just want me to be a doormat? And that is so culturally twisted. When we think submission instantly, a lot of us think doormat Hmm. or not having an opinion. Hmm. In some really extreme cases, we might even think, like Elisha said, a suppression or domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, We can think of being unequal, of losing ourselves in our marriages. I think these are fears that women can have. But submission doesn't mean being weak. Submission does not mean being silent. I think we were created to be our husband's helpmeets and we complete them. It says in Genesis, and I don't know the reference, but that we complete our husbands Mm -hmm. and that's all of us. That's not just physically. That's our opinions and our emotions and those feelings that come along with being women. Those all complete our husbands. Yeah. It's very proactive. It's not passive in any way. You're, it it really implies that you are actively a part of life. (laughs) Yes. Actively. I love that word. You're taking action. So I would encourage you if right now you're thinking, oh, I'm silent in my marriage, then now's a good time to start communicating. I think like we were called to do that as women. So that's totally a side point, but it doesn't mean submission doesn't mean agreeing with everything our husband says. I mean, I don't agree with everything Elisha says. He's right a lot of the time though. (laughs) If we're being totally honest, um, it doesn't mean that I can't try to respectfully persuade or even change Elisha. First Peter three says that husbands can be won by the conversation of the wife. Mm. So I just, I want to dive into some of these things. Um, just kind of addressing maybe what culture has defined as submission. Cause I think that's why we're so scared of it as a culture. Yes. I think you're right. And, and again, it's, it's become a sensitive subject, <clears throat> excuse me, because unfortunately because of sin in the world and of Satan twisting this and so many men not honoring the Lord have abused this verse and yes. have in, 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 as a result, you know, ultimately abused women. And that's, that's so sinful and like the antithesis of what God wants, um, in, in a marriage. And yes. it's just such an abuse. It's so, it's just such an ugly thing. Well, Satan knows the power of doing things according to God's word. And so he tries to twist it so that we want to run Hmm. from what God has created as a blessing. Hmm. And he's done that with marriage, you know, even with like the whole ball and chain thing, you know, in culture, instead of no marriage can be this awesome, powerful, incredible thing that the Lord created. We can have a negative, you know, put it off as long as you can mindset. Yes. Or with kids. Yes. 
wow, Katie, yeah, when you bring it up in context to that, I know I don't want to get too off topic here, but you're so right. The Satan has, he's so proactive at, at just really kind of distorting our view on those things that could be, God created them to be so powerful and mm-hmm. fulfilling and impactful and honoring to him. And when you bring up, you know, marriage and how the world can make you think like, well, I should put it off as long as possible or put off having children as long as possible because you have kind of this negative connotation and you don't really know where it derived from, mm-hmm. but Satan's so subtle and putting that in our brains. Yeah, totally. So I think we have to work to reject what the devil culture or our past experience even tells us about submission and dive into what God says about it and what he created it to be. Hmm. Um, that's where we're going to find the blessing. And that's where we need to live it out practically. Yeah. And just so you folks know, Katie is probably going to do, be doing most or a lot of the talking on this one. And primarily because when we decided that we were going to speak to it, it re- I stopped, you know, we already quoted Ephesians 5.22. And right here it says, wives, comma. So in other words, this is directed towards wives. And so I want to yes. hear a wife's perspective on what this means to her because this is the because you're the one that it's written to it's written to you katie it wasn't written to me yeah and so and i'm the, really excited to hear what you think about it and the part that was written to you yes is husbands love your wives as christ loved the church man i love that you know what i mean and gave them and i'm I'll try to read the whole thing so yeah, i'm gonna do sure. okay i'll read the whole I thing mean, whatever you want to do so it says husband this is on you know 525 it says husbands love your wives even as christ also loved the church and gave himself for it and so i get to read that and i get to ponder that and i get to really consider what the lord has for me in that and what, how that's supposed to look in my life and Katie, you don't get to read that one or think about it because that's mine. Okay. <laughs> you do such a good job. And you read me. yours. No, I'm joking. The first thing that jumped out to me though, in reading this is that submission is not forced. Mm-hmm. It's always freely given. Like mm-hmm. Elisha said, God's speaking directly to us wives. It's a command to us. He doesn't say God never tells husbands, make your wife submit. Wow. Encourage your wife to submit. That's not what he, that's never not what says he it. says. Yep. So I think that's something that's, that's the way you can know something's off color or wrong or not the way God intended, I guess, in a marriage. Um, Yeah, but submission God talks about is where a woman voluntarily chooses to put herself under her husband's leadership, and this isn't forced on her. So our husband's position as a leader is actually biblical. And in 1 Corinthians 11.3, again, Elisha's going to read this verse. I don't have it written down. Yeah, so 1 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I would have you know, that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. Which is powerful. It's just, it's structure. It is. Yeah. You know, just reading this verse again today made me realize just how, I guess, I I don't know. Magical is the wrong word. Supernatural, how (laughs) mysterious maybe marriage is because Right here, he equates it, that relationship, to to the relationship of the Son and the Father, of Christ, Jesus Christ the Son, and God the Father, where he, where he says that, you know, God is the head of Christ, but we know that the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, there's no lacking of equal. They're equal. They're yeah. three in one. They're the same entity. And he's using that same, I guess, comparison. He's using He says it's the same relationship that husbands have with their wives or wives have with their husbands. And so once again, I'm realizing he really meant it when he said that husbands and wives are one. 
because we know that the Father, the Son, he calls them one. He says, the Father and I are one. We know that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are three in one. But yet he says God is the head of Christ. And so it's crazy that even when you're one, there is a head. Yeah, and so I just think like Elisha pointed this out, there needs to be structure in life. Like even the Trinity, God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, there's structure there. We don't want to be a two-headed dragon in our marriage. God knew that there needed to be structure. There needed to be order. So this has nothing to do with equality. This has nothing to do with, is Elisha more valuable than I am? (laughs) Absolutely not. So as a wife, I don't submit to Elisha necessarily because he even deserves it. Mm. I'm doing it as unto the Lord, and I'm doing it because it's pleasing to him. I'm respecting Elisha's position of headship, not necessarily his person. Hmm. Now I do respect Elisha a lot as a person. And because Elisha loves me so well, he honestly makes it really easy for me to submit in most situations. Um, and in the other situations, it's just cause I have a really strong will, <laughs> but I just think this is important. And when looking at the blessing, I kind of want to dive into the blessing cause that's why God calls us to do this. There is so much unity when there's structure. Hmm. and unity requires structure. Again, like if there's no authority and Elisha and I are both taking 100% responsibility for, I don't know, choosing the decision, then we're pulling in two different directions. That's right. You know, the word says a house divided will not stand. Yes. And so what's the diff- What's the opposite of being divided? It's, it's being unified. It's being unified. And as a result of being unified, someone has to call that final shot. I mean, you think of, the military Hmm. or anything. There has to be someone calling that final shot, whether it's good or bad, the outcome, someone's got to do it. Hmm. And there might be a lot of talking beforehand, a lot of discussion, a lot of disagreements beforehand, even, but someone has to have that ultimate responsibility before God. And so I think that that unity is a blessing and a result of submission. I also think there's so much love and respect that comes from submitting to our husbands. Um, there's those verses in the Bible. I think it's Ephesians five thirty three that mention love and respect, but men really need respect. Like any secular book will tell you that hmm. and men and women both need respect and love, yeah. right? That's yeah. so important. But the emphasis, the emphasis in these verses is placed on, respect coming from a place of love and love coming from a place of respect. And there's emphasis placed on what the woman should do and what the man should do. Yep. Do you want to read that? Sure. Yeah. So Ephesians 5 33 says, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular. So love his wife, even as himself and the wife see that she reverence or in other words, respect her husband. So I think it's interesting that men and women, obviously, we're both su- supposed to love and respect each other, but God calls the woman specifically to respect her husband. And when you think of yourself as a woman, it's really easy to love. I think we naturally give and receive love. Like, that's a natural response for us. And men tend to naturally respect each other or mm. give respect. And so I think it's interesting that God's places that emphasis on what we might not be naturally so good at. Wow. Maybe it's a husband loving his wife. That might come harder than respect. And for me, respecting Elisha might be harder than just, I love you. Yeah. 
you know? So anyways, but I think that God knew men do better when they have that pressure of answering to God, not their wife. (laughs) I mean, I'm just assuming that Elisha, you would do better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, at making decisions and feeling responsibility if you have God as your final authority and your head and not me. Yeah, well, it's really interesting that you say that, Katie, because just in speaking to that in real time, just, just just this last week, and I even talked about this on over on my Instagram, and I've talked to you a lot about it this week. I've been struck. So the Lord's so merciful in just bringing us back to him when mm-hmm. we do wander, because I think that I had been in a season of feeling like I was answering to man before God. Mm-hmm. And he's really brought it back to my attention that I, ans- I answer to him. Mm-hmm. He is my first love and I want him to remain as my first love and my, my ultimate love. And from that I can love and honor and serve you. And it's just such a more rich place to be in when I'm honoring and serving the Lord first and foremost and walking close with him versus trying to just trying just to honor you. Mm-hmm. You know, having that be the initial and the old, the first and the last motivation. You yeah. know, there there are times that, of course, it's gonna be like, oh, the initial motivation is is serving Katie or loving Katie. But then in that, I know that I'm loving the Lord, and I come back to loving the Lord. But I think I was really in a season of just kind of it only being serving you or honoring you or trying to please you. Mm-hmm. And that is, like you said, it's just a it's it's not a fulfilling journey. And I think what's cool just as you're saying that is that as we seek to honor and respect our husbands as wives, that is one way that we are honoring and respecting the Lord. Hmm. I think the breakdown in a lot of families today has to do with that failure of men to assume their God given roles yes, and take on those God given responsibilities and problems and just the weight they were meant to carry the weight of decision-making hmm. And we see a lot of guys who just are running away from those responsibilities. I know that I am prone to doing that. In our three you know, years of marriage, as we've only been married three years, it's been so easy for me to see that if I were just to go with my natural inclinations, it would be to be very passive. Because you always seem so assertive mm-hmm. in your kind of natural personality. You know, maybe your personality trait or what personality, uh, you know, score you get on whatever personality test you take. <laughs> um, and so, and for me, I'm a pretty laid back guy in a lot of ways. And so I think that I could very naturally just say, okay, like you call it, you seem like you've got a pretty strong opinion, go for it. Mm-hmm. And whenever that's been the truth in our home, it's brought a lot of discord. It has. There's been so much unrest in our home. And it hasn't been because... Well, sometimes, okay, it's because I'm making a bad decision, but sometimes it's just because the structure and headship is out of balance Mm -hmm. in our family. So I'm not walking in my role. Elisha's not walking in his role. Neither of us are meeting each other's needs or feeling fulfilled. And even if it might've been like the right thing to do, if I'm doing it outside of Elisha's leadership, it can sometimes lead to a lot of discord. Yes. It's remarkable to me how much better... I just do in life when I'm carrying the load, when Mm -hmm. I'm carrying the ultimate responsibility and I feel it, I rise to the occasion and little things that maybe I was slacking off in, I'm more disciplined in and my love for the Lord is more vibrant. We have a friend that said men are like semi trucks. They drive so much better with a heavy load. (laughs) And I think that there's (laughs) some great picture. Yeah. There's, I think there's a lot of truth. I've experienced that in my own life. Yeah. So I think that, like Elisha just mentioned, 
sometimes we want to avoid, well, I think culture as a whole wants to get away from male domination because it has been abused. And as a result, we have females taking over now. And it's not a healthy submitting one to another. We're swinging to this opposite side of the spectrum and taking away men's respect and authority. We're completely stripping that away and disregarding God's plan for marriage and family. Hmm. And I just think as a woman, it's so important that we're cautious about this because culture is going to applaud you for saying the future is female (laughs) instead of, no, how are we unified in this? Yes. How are we walking before God as a unit? Mm -hmm. And when you allow your husband that full responsibility for the good or bad consequences before God by submitting, then you're taking kind of away his parachute. Hmm. And I think some husbands need that parachute to be taken away because it's not good for a wife to constantly be going around trying to work overtime, making sure he makes good decisions, making sure he's, you know, doing his role in the church, making sure he's taking care of the kids in the way that he should be Mm -hmm. a father, you know, like, but in a way, I think some of us do that as wives and we just go around helicopter parenting our husbands and maybe protecting them from the full responsibility of who they're called to be before God. Mm. And we're stressing ourselves out. So they aren't living up to their full potential and we aren't living up to our full potential because of our overmanagement. So hmm. I think it's just so helpful to cut the parachute, let them see there's, you know, what happens, what are the consequences for the actions that they're taking, whether yes. they're good or bad. That's right. And at that point, we want to have to live with the consequences. And then two, we have to answer to God. Yeah. Which is it. so huge. That's yes. such a scary responsibility. Yes. I think. God's the ultimate judge. He's ultimately just. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, really, when I keep looking at these verses, that's really the Lord's saying, submit to your husbands when he's talking to the wives as unto the Lord. And and why when he's talking to the men, he's saying the Lord is your head. And I think if we can just have it in our heart, in our head, that we serve the Lord first and foremost, Mm -hmm. we submit to the Lord first and foremost. And then the way that plays out in our practical lives looks like what he's talking about here in the word. Yeah. And I just feel so blessed as a wife to have a husband that seeks to pursue the Lord and feel that responsibility and take responsibility for the role that God's given him. And I just want to thank you, Elisha, for your <laughs> leadership. I mean, you're right here. I could just say this to you right here, but just thank you for your leadership in our home because I know so many women wish their husbands would lead spiritually and wish their husbands would lead their family. And I am so, so blessed that you choose to assume those responsibilities. Hmm. Um, even at times when I might've tried to get in the way sometimes, get our roles out of balance. Well, I mean, I'm so humbled in you saying that, Katie, and I mean it because I, the way that you have lived out this verse is so inspiring to me. You have exemplified, I guess, the, just you are a strong woman that is so capable, that is so brilliant and smart and intelligent, <laughs> and yet you will at times, even when maybe your idea would be better, you let me lead you do submit you in your own in your own strength in your own choosing have have made the choice to let me call the shot in some areas where i probably was not taking us in the right direction 
And I cannot tell you how in the moment that might be temporary pain. You know, maybe it's a financial decision or maybe it's a, you know, a job decision or maybe even a smaller decision than one of those. And we suffer kind of this, this little pain. But from that, I feel like I was able to answer to God for my decision and realize this is my decision. And from that brought growth. And it also made it so much easier to do what God told me to do. And that's just love you as Christ loved the church. And when I love you as Christ loved the church, you know, and he, and he gave his life for, I'm thinking, man, I want to be wise in the way I'm leading my family. I want to cherish and love my wife. And a way I can do that is to be shrewd, is to be reasonable, is to, is to go to you for counsel because you're brilliant. And so I just feel like I've, I don't know, I've been so blessed in having you as a wife because you've made this passage so easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're being very gracious. Um, cause I know that there are times when I have not submitted to you. And as a result, I've been very discontent and you've been discontent and there was a lot of strain in our marriage. Mm. And so that does mean so much to me that you say those things and are encouraging that in me. And I do just want to point out to everyone listening, like this is the blessing God intended is for a husband to see his wife choosing to yield to his leadership when he knows that she is smart and she does have opinions and some of her ideas are great. And when he sees that, I think it's so much easier to love her. Like Elisha was saying, then I know it's the case for him. Then when I'm like bossing him around and telling him what's a good idea and what's a bad idea. And it's so much easier for me to respect him when Elisha loves me, he comes to me and asks, what do you think? Hmm. Or this is going to affect our kids. What do you think? This is going to affect our lives. What are your thoughts? That's, he does those things out of love for me. Well, and like you said, there have been a handful of times where you have decidedly yielded to my decision when our desires were maybe different, Mm -hmm. but that's not the goal here. The goal isn't to have the wife with one opinion and the husband with another opinion, but then the wife just submits and gives up on her idea. The, yes. the goal is unity mm-hmm. in vision and in ideas and in strategy. And, and I think that once again, just the fact that this was compared, that headship was the same. It was described, you know, it, they used that to describe the Trinity. I just don't picture the Trinity, the father, the son, the Holy spirit being <laughs> at odds with each other. And then the Holy spirit and Jesus saying, fine, like we're going to, let's go ahead and submit and we'll let the father make the decision here. They, they are unified in their decision, mm-hmm. but it is the father that, like you said, takes on that responsibility for the decision. Yeah. So, yeah, ultimately, that's the goal is that unity, mm-hmm. the love and respect. And I just think when we don't strip away our husband's manliness by making all the decisions and disregarding that place of headship and leadership, it's just so much more empowering to them. I've seen that in Elisha. He just feels a lot more confident making decisions versus I think a lot of guys don't make decisions because they're like nervous Mm. of us, you know, jumping down their throats. So just going back to the blessing and submission, there's unity in submission. Like Elisha said, there's mutual love and respect Mm -hmm. in submission. There's order in submission. Mm -hmm. And when we choose to take this verse out of the Bible and say, well, or look at it, maybe saying, should we submit or should we not? 
there's a lot of disjointedness in marriage and we've experienced that there's pulling in opposite directions. There's a lot of room for distrust to occur. Yes. And there can be a lot of buildup of resentment and bitterness and confusion and unrest. Mm. And those are just things that I I don't want to have in my marriage. And I think those are the results of not submitting. Mm. But I do think there's a warning here just because culture has really twisted this word. And a lot of men like Elisha mentioned have maybe misapplied this headship role and it's led to really bad decisions. Yes. In bad situations. situations. Yeah. And so if you feel your husband is misusing this role, I think it's so appropriate to respectfully confront him and share your concerns about it and just say, Hey, this is, you know what I'm feeling. I'm feeling maybe stomped on, or I'm feeling, um, like my opinions don't matter. What, what's the reason for this? You know, because that's a way that he loves you. We don't feel loved as women if we aren't being heard. Yes. It will, and like you said, you if you can if you go to the, your husband, which if you're one, you you should be able to go to your husband with any any concern, any fear, or any uh, you know I guess insecurity, and say, hey, you know I don't I don't feel loved in this area, mm-hmm. and if the husband is wanting to honor the Lord, he has to take that to heart and yes. really consider what you're saying. Yes, and if he doesn't listen, it's also very appropriate and wise to talk to someone about this together and yeah, just if it's a friend or a counselor or something like that, going to them and saying, Hey, this is the situation and get a third, third party in on it. You know, the Bible again, does not condone men either mistreating women or forcing submission. Yes. That's not what this verse is talking about. I want to go back to this is, freely given yes and again i mean what's crazy about ephesians 5 is that before it even tells a wife to submit to her her own husband he's talking to the church here at ephesus and it says submit yourselves one to another so the whole church is submitted one to another and so in a godly you know church structure then you not only are you submitting to your husband but you and your husband are submitted as a couple to those in your local assembly, in your mm-hmm. local church. And if you are, then you should be able to go to your church and ask for a counsel or have, like you said, that third party because you are submitted to them. And and again, that's, you know, just in talking about this, Katie, that's why I think it, be, it, can, it can become so sticky is that there are just ungodly men abusing the scripture and that are not wanting to honor the Lord. And I don't even think it's abusing the scripture so much as it is taking the scripture out of context. And again, I really want to point to that word twisting it. Yes. They're taking something that's true and lovely and pure and of good report, you know, all the things in Philippians four mm. and they're twisting it to be just off enough mm-hmm. that we might even believe that's what it's meant to be. Wow. And I think that is the danger in this. Yep. In this verse is when it's misapplied and when it's misread. Yes. When you read it the way the Lord lays it out here in scripture, you see that it's a command, again, directly to the wife, and no one can force that on her. Right. Right. It's it's written to her. It's written to her. It's, it's her, her prerogative. Alone. This yes. is between her and God. This yeah. is between me and God. Yes. Whether I choose to submit to Elisha in a situation or not. Yeah. And I think sometimes it can help to totally leave our husbands out of the equation sometimes and think, are we going to submit? 
to God or not hmm. by submitting to our husbands. And just on this note of, you know, the way that this can be twisted or misconstrued, I think it's important to say that God's never calling you to submit to something or to someone who is opposing his word. So like he's never going to call you to submit to your husband encouraging you to sin hmm. or something that's going directly against yeah, God's Because he makes or, it clear as unto the Lord. Yes. So we're submitting to things that are in line with God's word yes. and are in line with his scripture. Anyways, there's like probably a lot more on this topic, but again, we aren't like, you know, we aren't preachers, teachers. We're just sharing what we're learning and I guess something I do feel that the Lord's really placed on my heart because as a really, um, as a strong-willed woman, as an opinionated woman, I feel like those traits are really applauded in our culture. And I think that it can take a strong woman to choose to submit and choose to yield to her husband. Oh, the and strongest. I mean, there's strength in that. And so I just want to go back after everything we've talked about. I just want to go back to saying God commanded us to do this. So why? Hmm. What's the blessing in it? Mm -hmm. Why did he say it? Because God wants our best for us. He delights in us. It says in James, he gives, he delights to give us good gifts. Mm. And this is a gift. I think submission is a gift in our marriage and a gift to our society. Mm. And it's a blessing. So I just want to, as we come to this verse, have that positive perspective. And if there's anything negative in it, try to identify where that's coming from because hmm. that's not the way that the Lord intended it to be. Hmm. Well, wow, that's so good, Katie. Mm -hmm. Folks, thank you for listening. We're so grateful for all of you. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love it if you left a rating for it. If you enjoyed it, we'd love a five-star rating. Um, or even if you took the time to write a review, we'd love that as well. But until next week, you guys enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>